You're listening to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and thanks for being here. The state is allowed to shut down low-performing schools in Detroit by the end of the school year. That's what Michigan Attorney General Bill Schuette recently said in an opinion. Detroit school advocates, parents, and Detroit lawmakers are blasting that opinion. They say one of the positive things about legislation to turn around DPS was that it was supposed to give schools time, time to improve, time to reset themselves under this new system. Schuette's opinion is also in conflict with a third-party legal opinion that says the state can't shut down Detroit schools. What would it mean, though, for students, parents, and the sustainability of the new district for the state to come in and start shutting down buildings this year? This is a subject that uh, that comes up over and over here in Detroit. And we have talked for years about school performance, school improvement, and the process that you're supposed to go through before you decide to just give up on a school. Just say, well, this doesn't work and we're going to do something else. Of course, this is just the latest iteration in that conversation. And Attorney General Bill Schuette has taken a pretty uh, harsh stance with regard to what is possible here in Detroit. I wanted to talk about this in the second half of the show today, and I've got two uh, experts on the subject here to help me through it. Cassandra Albrick is the vice president of the State Board of Education, and Michelle Fecto is a State Board of Education member from Detroit and a parent of many, many students here in Detroit. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that in a little. But I also want to hear from the listeners. Uh, what do you think about this idea of closing schools, closing schools in a city like Detroit, where we already uh, have an issue with where schools are, uh, entire areas of the city that don't really have many options when it comes to schools. Uh, is closing schools the way to get to a better space? Or should we be thinking about it in really different terms? Should we be thinking about school improvement and what it takes to take a school that is uh, low performing, make it better performing? Uh, 313-577-1019 is the number to join that conversation. 313-577-1019. What do you think about school closings in Detroit? Do you think this is an honest effort to make schools better? Or do you suspect that something else is going on here? Lots of hostility in Lansing. The idea, the very idea of public schools, uh, much more love from them for charters, uh, which uh, are are a mixed bag here in the city of Detroit, to, to be generous in the description. Do you suspect that this idea of closing public schools uh, might be about trying to push things more toward charters? Again, 313-577-1019 is the number to join that conversation. And uh, Cassandra and Michelle, welcome to Detroit Today. Well, thank you. Yep. Yeah. Thank you. So let's uh, first start with the idea of where, where the state board comes down on this question of closing schools. And uh, not just here in Detroit, but this is a statewide issue, right? Uh, uh, there is a, a real push to, to get tougher on schools about their performance. Uh, what's the State Board think about that approach? Well, let me start by saying that the State Board of Education, and speaking for the full board, I can uh, say that we believe every child deserves a wonderful education in the state of Michigan, and we believe that schools should be held accountable. Absolutely. Um, we are here today as individual members, not sure. necessarily speaking on behalf of the full board, 
But I can tell you that the board has come up with a policy. We came up with policy a little over a year ago on uh, turnaround efforts because we saw the direction that the state was headed and we were very concerned about um, the imposition that was happening without any kind of local control, without community involvement. And so we established a policy and I'm afraid to say that that policy has been completely ignored. Um, That policy included things like if you're going to talk about closing a school, if the state is going to come in and take over a school, put a CEO in, put an emergency manager or, or force the closure of a school, the least that you need to do is to engage that community because members of the community are the ones that are going to be affected. Those kids are going to be absolutely affected. And that has not happened. Yeah. Essentially, it's it's the state coming in saying, we know better than you. Folks in Lansing saying, hey, folks in Detroit, we know what's best for you. And uh, basically imposing their will. And we have a real concern about that. Which is, which is also ironic because uh, whenever I talk to Republicans in Lansing in particular about schools, about schools in Detroit, what they say when they criticize me for uh, 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 talking about how charters have not delivered on their promise, they say, well, why do you think uh, you know better than parents about their, their, their choice? Uh, this idea that parents in Detroit ought to be able to choose – is really selectively adopted, I think, in Lansing right now. Absolutely. You know, we're both of us get accused on a regular basis of being against choice, which we're not. We do believe that people should have choices. But you should need to respect everyone's choice. And there are parents who are choosing to send their kids to these schools. And now the state is saying, you know what? We're not respecting your choice anymore. We're going to remove your choice. And it's not just that, but if you actually look at state policies, the policies that we have enacted across the state have actually made it more difficult for schools not only to succeed, but to even survive. So when you do that, you are not enabling choice. You are taking choice away. And I will just say one more thing. 90% of parents in the state of Michigan who choose to send their child to a public school, uh, choose a locally governed, locally supported traditional public school. So every time we make it difficult for those schools to survive, we're actually removing choice and their choice matters too. Yeah. Uh, Michelle, you have raised, I think you told me before the segment, 19 uh, kids Mm -hmm. here in the city of Detroit, uh, all, I assume, uh, interacting with the public schools at some point, yeah. um, uh, talk about what this looks like from that perspective, that parent-child perspective. When a school closes, you got to find a new school, and in Detroit, that is not an easy—that's not an easy task. No, no, it's not. And um, one of the schools that is slated to close is Western International High School. Um, although I live in, in Southwest, yeah, uh, yeah, I live in Northwest Detroit. But um, as a foster and adoptive parent, um, I try to keep my kids in the same community where, you know, they were uh, initially raised. And um, and it's, I found it to be a wonderful school. I think one of the problems with this whole policy is that this um, emphasis on high-stakes standardized testing in, as, a, as a way to, um, uh, val- you know, evaluate the merit of a school or a teacher or even a student. And it has a damaging effect when things are not taken into account um, like poverty. I like to bring up my uh, one story of um, Jeremy, uh, who I adopted when uh, he was 16 years old. And he was somebody who went to Western, was not doing well, was put into a special ed classroom, 
um, even though he didn't have a cognitive ability, he had a, he had a hearing ability, uh, disability. And we got him hearing aids, and we you know, put the fear, and the God, uh, fear of God into him about attending school every day and made sure he was there and um, get, supported him. And he went from a, you know, less than a, a one point to in, in a semester to over a three point. And, in, and with the supports and the things that he needed, he progressed greatly. So that would have, um, and that, that kind of thing is not taken to an account. And so if you have schools where there's a high level of ELL students, high levels of kids who are dealing with all kinds of things at home that interfere with their education and without the necessary supports, we're going to punish those schools that are doing, you know, um, are working with our most challenged yeah. children. And, and by by extension, you're going to punish those kids. I mean, right, that's exactly. The, that's exactly. the thing that gets lost in this. People yes. talk about closing schools as a way to punish uh, administrators or teachers or unions, right. uh, the, all of the sort of, right. uh, uh, you know, rhetorical bad guys uh, that we that we prop up in schools. They don't think about the fact that when you close a school, you are punishing the kids as well. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here uh, to raise a little more money and uh, help us out with that too. WDET.org or 800-959-9338. Uh, when we come back, we're going to continue our conversation about school closes and we're going to take your calls. Francis in Ferndale, Eric in Detroit, Janet in Southfield, we will get to you. Stay with us on Detroit Today. This is Don Gagne from NPR News. I am someone who started my public radio career at WDET in 1986. And this was, is, and will remain forever my public radio station. This is the station I fell in love with. The news programming, the cultural programming, the music, the live performances, the talk shows, all of which are still happening here. Those are the things that really drew me to this place on the dial uh, as a listener, that drew me here as a journalist, and that still feed my soul every single day. I'm Don Gagne, and I'm DET. Thanks, Don. Folks, what else needs to be said? Join Don Gagne and thousands of others who are saying I'm DET by making your gift at WDET.org. Don Gagne pretty much sums it up. He he epitomizes what DET stands for and what you've come to love about WDET. I'm Amy Miller. I'm in the studio with Sandra Svoboda. It is the fall fundraiser. We're asking you to become a part of it, to not only participate in the ways that you already do by listening, or maybe you call Detroit today, but by actually taking the time to pledge your support, make your gift to WDET. WDET right now at 800-959-9338, 1-800-959-9338. WDET is giving you the tools and the facts that you need to, to be informed about topical issues from in-depth conversations with world-class musicians to all kinds of interviews about world news, arts, sciences, Detroit education. The list is truly endless. You value this about WDET, so... Please give to support the programs that you hear, 800-959-9338 or online at WDET.org. And we have a saying around here, too. I said facts matter earlier, but I'm going to let you in on a second one, and that is that every dollar matters. It makes a difference at WDET. Every amount that's pledged 
helps us bring you the programming that you rely on, whether it's the news and the smart talk on programs like Detroit Today with Stephen Henderson. We're going back to that in a moment to continue the conversation about education or whether you're listening to the music on the weekends, national programs through the NPR being the privilege of being an NPR affiliate. Right now, all of those individual donations from listeners like you are adding up and helping us return to that uninterrupted programming as fast as possible. So whether you're coming in at the $5 a month level, it's a fresh start for some people. I That was probably my first contribution back in the day. Or whether you're able to help us with the $1,000 investment or more. We've had some people come in at that level as well, and we thank you very much. We have just about $67,000 left to raise, and as soon as we do, we we get out of the studio, Amy, and we go back to full-time regular programming. So WDET will continue to be your most trusted news source, but we need your investment to make it happen. Make your gift now at WDET.org or call 800-959-9338. Sandra and I would like nothing more than to be able to go back to our desks and get back to our <laughs> our regular routines uh, in order to continue to bring you all of those things that that you've come to rely on every day. So help make this fundraiser a success. Help us end the fundraiser today with a sustaining gift of $30 a month on your credit or debit card. You're going to be providing WDET with the means to pay for the programs that you love. Sure, you'll look amazing in the limited edition polo shirt, but it's more than that. It's moments that make you stop and think or call in to participate on Detroit Today or On Point. Please make your gift now, 800-959-9338 or WDET.org. And you can help make this the final day of WDET's fundraiser by making your first ever gift. Yes, I am talking to all of you out there who have not supported the station yet and know what it feels like to be a part of something a little bit special around here. So if you become a WDET member right now with a one-time gift of $120 a year, and that's just $10 a month to be a sustaining member, when you do that, we will send you a $25 gift card to one of our favorite Detroit area restaurants. We have Gold Cash Gold, the Rattlesnake Club, Buddy's Pizza, Craftwork, the Huron Room. They're all participating in this and to support public radio. So here's how you get your gift card if you're coming in as a new member at that $10 a month level. You go to WDET.org. You can tap support in the mobile app uh, that you have on your smartphone for your favorite radio station, or you can call 800-959-9338 and make that gift now. I want to say thanks to all the new members who have already made a qualifying gift earlier in this fund drive. You're getting a gift card too, but we know these aren't going to last much longer. So go online now, WDET.org, and thank you. Hey folks, if you're like me, you've been waiting for a compilation of music from WDET that finally speaks to your wallet. And now you have it, with songs like... Call the line. I'm not really a singer, but I gotta do something so that you will call the line. How about this classic? Won't you send us some cheese? Ooh, remember this? It's the time of the season for you. Support your Groovy Public Radio station now at WDET.org. Listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET, I'm Stephen Henderson, and thanks for tuning in. My guests are Cassandra Albrecht, uh, Vice President for the State Board of Education, and Michelle Fecto, a State Board of Education member from Detroit, also parent of uh, Detroit school students. We're talking about the idea of closing schools here in Detroit. Attorney General Bill Schutte says 
despite the reset here in Detroit with the school district, the state can still come in this year uh, and close down schools that aren't performing. 313-577-1019 is the number to join that conversation. You think that's a good idea or do you think that is unfair? Uh, let's go to Eric. Eric in Detroit. Welcome to Detroit. Hi, how are you? Hey, good. I'm a uh, Detroit public school parent as well, and I would say it's uh, grossly unfair. I think any organization that doesn't have clear direction, clear leadership, is bound to fail at some point. And over the past few years, DPS has pretty much not had clear direction or leadership. And I think the other thing that really bothers me is that uh, when DPS was taking over, I believe they weren't failing academically. They were failing financially. But since the state takeover, they've been doing both. And you can correct me if I'm wrong (laughs) in that area. Uh, yeah, no, Eric, uh, thank you very much f- uh, for calling. Uh, th- there's a lot of debate over what the failures were back in the 90s. I covered DPS uh, for the free press in the mid-1990s, and it sure was no picnic then. I mean, there was all kinds of stuff going on, uh, and it was clear the district was melting down. But there's also no question that since the state has been in charge, uh, things have gotten worse, uh, not better uh, and I think that's that's what what I think breeds some of this resentment about the idea of now coming in uh, and closing schools. Let's go to Janet in Southfield. Janet, welcome to Detroit today. Yes. Hi. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Uh-huh. Um, comment and I guess a question as well. Um, you know, the Michigan Appeals Court ruled uh, a couple of years ago that the state didn't have a a broad, compelling interest in the provision of education to children in Michigan. Uh-huh. And it seems to me this ruling, along with all of the other uh, things that have happened from the state level down to the local, has set the groundwork for failing schools, particularly in communities like Detroit. I'm a Detroit public school alum. I graduated in the 70s. I remember when Detroit public schools was in the top five in the nation. And so as you, you know, fast forward through all of the things that have happened here economically and socially that has contributed to, I think, the decline and the, the care and compassion for Detroit public school students then you come uh, come behind with this kind of legal ruling that says it's not cons- it's not a constitutional right. Yeah, that that ruling is uh, is certainly problematic, Janet. And thank you for calling and, and bringing that up, Michelle. Can you sort of expand a little on what that ruling is for some? Yeah, of the that was the yeah the Highland Park case. Um, and it was not a state court; that's a federal court. That right, right. So ruling. yeah, and if you look at the Constitution, it's unlike other state constitutions. There's nothing that speaks to you know, equity or quality adequacy in our constitution, even, yeah. adequacy. So that's the the legal ruling. Um, they went strictly with that language and, and ruled on that basis. So, you know, what it means is uh, it's almost like saying where children aren't entitled to a quality education, so you can't even sue on that. But there is another case that's coming up in federal court um, where they're looking at issues of literacy in Detroit. Yes. And it's, um, I'm hopeful that um, maybe we can make some um, uh, headway with that, although the feds have been pretty reluctant to, um, Yeah, you know, I think they see it as a state issue. Right. Uh, and that the federal constitution doesn't necessarily speak right. to those issues. But but this, this new suit, uh, lots of constitutional scholars say uh, the, the way it's framed really does push the envelope, and, and maybe we'll get a different kind of... Right. Uh, 
uh, ruling. Let's go to uh, Anthony in Southfield. Anthony, welcome to the show today. Thank uh-huh. you for taking my call. Yeah, go ahead. Um, my issue is this. When you close the other failing schools and you move those students to the new schools they went to, those schools probably became the new failing schools. <laughs> you can't shift failing students to another school and expect that to solve the problem right anthony that's a problem yeah no anthony that is a wonderful point thank you very much uh for calling and making that uh cassandra that's that's some of what we were talking about before this idea of uh uh, improvement right uh versus punishment i mean there there really is a gap uh between the way that we talk about these things and you see that gap in lansing but you also see it here in detroit uh, in terms of how do we how do we address uh, schools that are failing? That's that's um, absolutely correct. Um, you don't fix a school by closing it. You just perpetuate a problem. And so what's happening at the Department of Education is actually they have created a partnership model. So they work with the local schools. They bring in the local ISDs. They bring in partners. And they work together to help actually improve a school because that in the long run is actually going to help those kids far better than if you just close their school and start divvying them up all across um, the city or even across districts. Yeah. Um, and and I think Michelle brought up a, a great point about one of the schools, Oakman, that mm-hmm. closed. Um, what, why don't you talk about Oakman okay. for a moment? Well, Oakman was a school that was founded in 1927 for kids in the city that had disabilities. And it was a beautiful school, a structure. Um, and uh, it was a mixed school, too. Only 40% of the kids had disabilities, 60% did not. It was a really integrated um, it was a beautiful school. Teachers have been there a long time. Well, they closed it a couple of years ago um, uh, under Robert Bob, and um, and I think it was on false pretenses. It, it really, the data did not support it. And um, but the kids ended up going. To, a lot of them went to Henderson. Right. Now Henderson that's is on, on the, the closed list. list. Yeah. And so what about those families and those this, children? And that sort of mm-hmm. starts this cycle where right. the kids don't ever seem to matter. Uh, unfortunately, we're, we're going to have to wrap it up there. Uh, Cassandra Albrook, uh, Vice President, State Board of Education. Michelle Fecteau, State Board of Education parent here in Detroit. Thank you both for being here Thank you. on Detroit Today. Thank also, you. listeners, come out to Rosie O'Grady's from 6 to 8 on Thursday. If you want to have a beer with me, talk politics, talk education, as we were just were. Talk about whatever is on your mind. Rosie O'Grady's in Ferndale, 6 to 8 p.m. That's going to do it for me. I'll be back tomorrow. Hope you will, too. This is 1019 WDET Detroit, Wayne State's public radio station.